Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. As I always start this program, as I start every episode, I want to thank you for being here. I thank you for your support. I love that you're tuning in, and I love that you share, like, you comment, and you guys interact. I appreciate all that support that you give me. I hope that you're finding enjoyment, entertainment, education, and all the other E-words out of this podcast. Last week, we had Susie DeBar on as our podcast guest. Susie has some really brilliant insights into how the mind works and knows a thing or two about helping people overcome challenges they may be facing. If you haven't listened to that episode, scroll on back and give it a go after you finish up this episode. Uh, If you're tuning in on the day that I promote online, that means it's Black Friday right now, and I'm pretty sure if you're out shopping, you have plenty of time to pop in those earbuds as you literally fist fight other shoppers for the best deals out there. This week we are talking about Thanksgiving, a holiday that was actually probably yesterday as you're tuning into this. So a little bit untimely here with these concepts, ideas, and stories. But they can apply to the next major holiday. Now, as I check my calendar here, I notice the next major holiday is one called Christmas. Uh, Both Thanksgiving and Christmas involve food, family, and wondering why it's 4.30 p.m. and dark and cold outside. As I was looking into some stuff for this episode, I came across a handful of tips and tricks on how to get through Thanksgiving without wanting to blow your lid. These are directed more towards adults on the spectrum, but they can apply to children as well. Uh, Along the way, I have a few stories on how I have experienced this or some Thanksgiving experiences in the past. And so I'll kind of relate those and then we can kind of put everything together to have happy holiday times for everyone. Let's jump right into this. The first tip is to schedule realistically. Uh, From Thanksgiving to Christmas, we are inundated with social gatherings and other obligations. Uh, Many people who are on the spectrum, they want to be invited to these things. They want to feel included, but often they just end up feeling overwhelmed. The less familiar the situation, the more likely that overwhelm surges. So it might fall that it might like the events may play out that you have like three get-togethers that all happen on the same day the tip here is don't feel obligated to actually attend all three of them for adults if you have a left of normal child don't drag them along and tell them to come out of their shell and stop being so shy because often that shyness and reservedness is the only way they're able to maintain their sanity during this time of the year. So in my own life, this has manifested largely um, in attending gatherings that don't have a specific agenda. Well, I do love when things are very planned out and well-organized. If I see a gathering that has a strict agenda that, agenda that requires, say, like four hours of things going on, you have to be there for the whole thing, it's not going to be something that I'm particularly fond of attending. Now, there are also uh, 
caveats. For example, most of the Thanksgiving we had growing up were with some friends from church. We would make some of the food, they would make some of the food, and we'd all eat together on the big day. There was really no way for me, a child of, I don't even remember how old these, they were consistently um, multiple years in a row. Uh, Definitely I was not driving age, and there was really no way for me to just up and leave. So that threw a little bit of a wrench into things. It also meant that I had to learn how to plan breaks into social gatherings. Whether I really realized I was planning them or not, that's what I did. And that kind of leads us into tip number two. Plan to take breaks during your visits and social gatherings. Uh, Depending on how long you will be with other people, where and whatnot, you could just announce that you're taking a little break. Then go for a walk or maybe offer to run an errand that might be necessary. You could even just hide out in another room with a book or a video game and sneak away and take a little bit of a 15-minute nap. These are all great ways to just kind of disconnect, separate yourself, regain your sanity, and not be completely overwhelmed the entire time. Now, for me, if I attend a gathering that I where I don't know very many of the people, that tends to make things just more awkward and rather than be somebody that goes out there and meets all the people and has deep conversations with them, I don't really talk as much to the people. So I tend to use the bathroom much more often. It's if it's in like somebody else's home, I can't just say, hey, I'm going to go for a little walk real quick. Well, that's kind of weird. And especially this time of year where most of the time it's just dark outside. Not really something that people do, walk around strange neighborhoods in the middle of the night, or at least in the darkness. So I head off to the bathroom for little five-minute resets where I can just kind of not have to worry about doing people-y things. Now, sometimes the alternative seems like the best reset is to just get knee-walking drunk. So not only do you not make social... You don't worry about making social blunders. When you do make them, you don't even remember them the next day. Now that leads into the next tip of... While making a fool of yourself and destroying priceless family heirlooms can help free up your social calendar, nobody's going to want to have you over next year, but it's generally not the best thing to do. A little bit of booze can help relieve the anxiety you may be feeling. Too much of it can just compound issues that are kind of underlying and never really go away. Uh, The same goes for things like overindulging in foods or other treats. So eating these foods gives us a quick release of endorphins, and sugary treats cause a spike in the mood, which in turn makes you want to have more food and more sugar, and so you can kind of keep playing off that high that you get from eating. But the long-term and even a lot of the short-term effects aren't nearly as exciting. Uh, We know that, you know, long-term effects of overeating means you swell up like a big old balloon. And then that leads to various problems like heart disease and diabetes and all that stuff. But even short-term, you just feel miserable. So now, not only do you not want to do anything, you think you're kind of in trouble. You're feeling uh, the eyes upon you for not wanting to do anything. But you feel so bad you can't even do anything about it. 
because your stomach is just bloating. So there, there's a lot to pay attention to. Understand the way your body works with food is an important step. You can eat a little bit to keep your momentum going, but you can always have second or third dinner after the party is over if you didn't get enough in you at the time. And food just kind of rolls us right into our next tip. Why is everything on Thanksgiving mushy? Turkey and gravy, mashed potatoes and gravy, stuffing, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie. There's nothing there that has like any bit of a crunch to it. So this tip is kind of geared a lot towards the uh, parents of a left of normal child. Uh, When you tell them things like, just try it, you might like it. Most likely they've already tried it and they know they don't like it. For myself, I've tried a lot of different kinds of onions and I don't like them. So if you throw a salad in front of me that's like an onion salad and say, try it, you might like it. I'm like, no, I, I, I know I'm not going to like this. And, and it goes beyond flavors for many of those on the spectrum. Onions have a two, uh, two-fold thing against them. Not only do they taste gross, but they also crunch. And half the time I'm eating something soft and there's a crunch of an onion in there. So now the flavor is ruined and I got that weird texture thingy going on. So for a left of normal child, things that are mushy might not be their ideal texture. And they want something crunchy. And they don't want to eat the meal that you've slaved over for the last two days. Now you're mad because they're not eating your delicious food. And they're mad because there's nothing there for them to eat. As an adult, I have long since learned that I don't have to eat the green bean casserole that I hate. I don't have to partake in the ultra disgusting thing that is called stuffing. Which is really just like stale bread that's been rehydrated with lots of onions. I don't have to slurp down cranberry goop. Just give me some turkey, mashed potatoes, and cover it all with gravy. I'll have like a bag of potato chips on standby for later if I need that added crunch. I mentioned on Facebook uh, this year that we tried to change up Thanksgiving traditions one year. And I believe I shared this story last year, maybe the year before in this podcast. But for new listeners, I'm going to relay it all out there again. So after my mom died, meals in our house weren't quite the same. Uh, my dad didn't like to cook, he didn't have time to cook, and he wasn't a good cook. He'd do his best and kind of outsource what he could, but back in these days there was no Hello Fresh or Blue Apron or even that I know of uh, meals that you could go and they'd prep them for you. All you had to do is pick them up and cook them or even just heat them up. So we had friends and neighbors, they'd prep things for us when possible or stay and cook when possible. And so meals were there, they just weren't quite the same. Now, one year, uh, my dad and the lady he was dating at the time decided that we would do a big breakfast instead of a Thanksgiving Day meal. This wasn't all bad because I certainly enjoy breakfast foods and piles of bacon, eggs, hash browns, sausage, and Lord knows what else sounds better than a lot of the mushy foods that come that evening. But it also wasn't like Thanksgiving. It was just different. Uh, Leading up to the day, we lamented, we as in me and my brothers, lamented to our friends uh, 
that this was interesting, but kind of ridiculous. And so one of them chose to prank call us during our big breakfast. Uh, this was back in the day before caller ID or even before star six nine was a thing. And so we just had to wonder that now we have this weird person. He kind of disguised his voice so we couldn't even uh, figure out who he was for a while until he came clean a few weeks later. We were wondering, how did this person know we're all sitting down eating a big breakfast? And we're kind of looking out the windows. Was someone spying on us? Was it one of our neighbors playing a joke? Turns out it was just a, a friend from youth group who thought it would be funny to prank call us during our big breakfast. As an adult, I think the big breakfast idea is great. But I also think that uh, maybe not just not a big breakfast. Have a nice breakfast. Fun breakfast. But then also have the Thanksgiving meal, too. So I can just fill my plate with mashed potatoes and turkey because the rest of it is kind of meh. Maybe a salad. Rolls aren't bad. Don't get me started on ham. That's just gross. And then ham with, like, pineapple shoved on it or glazed with honey. I mean, the cooked sweet stuff is not good. Finally, my last tip relates back to a couple weeks ago when I talked about self-compassion. Society tells us that to be a good person, to be the best person, we should be outgoing. We shouldn't be introverted. We shouldn't be neurodivergent. Just conform like everyone else, come out of your shell, enjoy the company of others. And otherwise, you know, if you're on the spectrum, if you're left of normal, don't do that. Don't be left of normal. Just act like you're a normie or somebody that's super talkative. For some reason, they're highly regarded in today's society. I say, screw all that. Give yourself some grace. These times aren't always fun. They're not often exciting, and quite frankly, big gatherings can be a lot of work. Uh, if you have a family that you don't particularly care for, but you guys get together all at the same time, tell yourself it's okay to disappear for an hour or two. Forgive yourself if you don't want to be around that family. And maybe even give yourself something exciting to look forward to when the mayhem is over. A new book, video game, some time alone uh, with your pets, something like that. For myself, it's often a day of hunting for animals when others are hunting for Christmas presents. On Black Friday, I know that I would absolutely abhor the hustle and bustle of frantic shoppers, so I don't even participate. I did once, just to score a sweet deal on some skis. Instead, I leave to the woods or the foothills and I shoot animals so that I can turn them into delicious meals the rest of the year. Thanksgiving to Christmas time is for a lot of people, a hectic time. And then as we wear ourselves thin, we enter the cold and dark months. And not even the pretty lights are up anymore. And so if you know someone who is left of normal, or you yourself are left of normal, now is the time to plan out what's going to be right for you, not what society is right for you. That way you can have a better start to the coming new year. You've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join that Facebook community. Feel free to ask any questions you have over there. Remember that those who are left of normal often don't find the excitement and joy from getting together with large groups of people. So don't be worried if they take off to be on their own for a little while.
And of course, share this podcast with your friends, whether they're left, normies, or right.